At Major League Baseball's winter meetings, sports agent Scott Boras negotiated a few deals. $245 million over seven years for two different players and $324 million over nine years for a pitcher. Question. If Scott Boras was representing Babe Ruth today, how much would he be worth? Author Jane Levy wrote the book, The Big Fella, and she asked Boras that question, and he said somewhere between $60 million and $90 million a year. I'm Jerry Amernick, author of Babe Ruth, A Superstar's Legacy, the first book about the legacy of Ruth. Business, branding, and marketing are a big part of that legacy. Welcome to Episode 4 in the podcast series, Babe Ruth, Master Marketer. There's the wind-up. Here's the pitch. It's a slow curve low, and the Babe swings. It's a long one, a long one. I will say that I've had thrills before. Number of them. It's in there. Something like uh, hitting a home run in Chicago that time. The Lord was with me when I called the shot. Babe Ruth was such an individual personality. I mean, he was larger than life. Daddy's name today is bigger, really, than it was back then. I can't go on forever. Somebody's got to take my shoes and take my place. He was really the original sports marketer. He recognize the value of his name and image and likeness. But I won't play until I drop. But I'll play until I damn near drop. What's amazing about his name and really his brand is that it holds up even today. Come on, boys, let's go. What do you say? Today we're going to focus on what we can learn from Babe Ruth, the master marketer. In her book, Jane Levy said Ruth was the first athlete to be looked at as an entertainer. So his worth goes far beyond how many home runs he hit. What I'm talking about is value. A baseball economist analyzed the profits made by the New York Yankees when Ruth was on the team and concluded that 37% of that profit was directly due to him. This is what I mean about value and it's something recognized by countless companies that use Babe Ruth to sell products. And they've recognized that for a long time. I mentioned sports agent Scott Boras in the TV movie Finding Babe Ruth, which was made in 2015. This is what he said about the Babe. He is not a franchise player. He is in effect the creator of the franchise and a brand. In that movie, Boras said a contract up to 1.5 billion over 10 years wouldn't be out of the question. In our first episode, we heard from Babe's grandson, Tom Stevens, who wrote the foreword to my book. He often represents the Babe Ruth estate for sponsorships and promotions. Remember what Tom said? I think that he's widely acknowledged as the greatest ball, still the greatest ball player of all time. That's, yep. that's a large part of it. His personality was made for celebrity. He, he loved people. He loved being in the public eye. I mean, compare Babe and, and Lou. Lou was was a ball player of, of virtually equal ability, but he didn't have the personality to go right. with it. He was a very retiring sort. His personality was made for celebrity, indeed. Tom has worked as an engineer all over the world and told us how people in Thailand and Australia know who Babe Ruth is. And when Tom was in Afghanistan of all places, even South Africans who were working for him there knew who he was. 
1959, Tom's grandmother, Claire, Babe Ruth's second wife, released a book called The Babe and I. This was 11 years after his death. In it, she wrote this. I am reminded of my husband a little more often than most widows because I see his name everywhere in the papers, increasingly every year. The legend of the babe seems to be growing with time. Well, that was 1959, and the half century since then, his legend has grown even more, and it continues to grow today. How big is he? Well, have you ever thought of a Mount Rushmore, not of American presidents, but of Americans? Listen to Michael Gibbons, who was executive director of the Babe Ruth Museum in Baltimore. So we have Mount Rushmore with the four presidents up there. And if they were to uh, create one just for, you know, uh, American culture, what a tremendous debate that would be, you know, as which American figures belong up there. I don't know that you could limit it to four, but I would I would have to think that Babe Ruth would be one of the four. He is an internationally known celebrity, even at a time back in the 20s and 30s, uh, when it was harder to, you know, to become internationally recognized. But Ruth did it because of baseball, as we know, uh, certainly from how he was uh, revered in South America and in Asia, most certainly Japan. So he was an international guy, and he belongs up there. Pete Anfield is president of the Luminary Group, a company in Indiana that represents deceased celebrities. Their biggest client is Babe Ruth. Pete has been working with the Ruth family for 25 years. He tells us why Babe became so big in his time and how he endures to this very day. So you had this uh, large persona, you had this great personality, somebody that the everyday person could relate to. And then he revolutionizes the game, and he does right. it during some difficult times, coming off of the, the Black Sox scandal of 1918, and and people, you know, losing confidence in the game and wondering if it's going to survive. And here's this figure that just kind of lifts it up and, and makes it even more popular. Right. Yeah, he saved the game, and then right. you go through the the Great Depression, and people are wondering where their next fight of foods coming from, and and next nickel and and just the struggle and loss economically and emotionally. And here's this guy that, that just yeah. kind of lifts the spirit of a nation during a very difficult and dark time. And I think, you know, when you factor all of that stuff in and you roll all of that in, you can see why he is still such a enduring figure and a, an immensely popular figure some 70 plus years after his death. It still blows me away when you hear athletes in other sports, you know, that are being debated as being the best in their particular sport, being referred to as the Babe Ruth of this or the Babe Ruth of that. He's still obviously the biggest name in his own sports history, uh, despite the many, many, many great players that have, you know, came before him, have come since him, that uh, occupy a space in the Hall of Fame along with him. He still stands apart. I mean, you go to the Hall of Fame and, and in their museum and you see this beautiful area that's designated solely to Babe that was, you know, renovated here within the last 10 years. And there's uh, just a select few that are given that type of treatment. I also think that that through the work that we've done over the last 25 years and and helping uh 
establish a solid legal footing from, from which we can operate from a business standpoint. And then creating the relationships that we have over those years with leading advertising agencies, manufacturers, that we have secured particular deals and licensing programs that are in place that have been in place for years and are still ticking off sustainable, significant revenue for the family. And there's no signs of those particular programs slowing down, to be quite honest with you. So there's that great uh, foundational element to that revenue stream that we think will continue to be consistent for certainly for the foreseeable future. Automaker Mercedes used Babe Ruth in a commercial that was about value. And this past year, Jeep did too. Jeep called that one, legends aren't born, they're made. And the first legend shown was the Babe. The commercial was a 30 second spot. And there's another shot of Babe at the end, rounding the bases after hitting a home. The New York Yankees put him in a commercial just before the 2019 baseball season began. New Yankee pitcher, Adam Adovino had boasted that he could strike out Babe Ruth. So they put the young pitcher in a dreamlike commercial where he's pitching to the Babe who, of course, knocks it out of the park. And so it goes on. Babe Ruth developed a brand that has survived and continues to generate recognition today. It's a brand that screams value. A think business value proposition. His brand encompasses safety, security, and sustainability. And more than anything, trust. You can count on him. Now, who wouldn't want to be associated with that? Now, we've heard from members of the Ruth family, people from the sports collectibles industry, the licensing business, those who work in museums and institutions that involve American history and culture. They all speak about why his name is what it is and how it endures. Babe Ruth was really the first celebrity, not just in sports, but anything who combined personality with marketing and technology and made it work. Now, the technology of his day was new. You had moving pictures and the transmission of the human voice, and the result? Well, Babe Ruth was everywhere, the most famous person in America. What's more, he did it when there were no computers, no internet, no social media. There wasn't even TV, but he did it. So let's get back to those qualities Babe Ruth had, which go hand in hand with marketing. After all, it's one thing to have a great brand, but you also have to market it. Ruth's agent, Christy Walsh, deserves a lot of credit for getting this going. But like I said earlier, Walsh is long gone and the babe lives on. What can business people and marketers today learn from him? Think about words. Words are powerful tools that shouldn't be wasted. Despite his lack of formal education, Babe Ruth knew how to use them. Like this, never let the fear of striking out get in the way. The guy is widely quoted by world leaders, religious scholars, and top thinkers to this very day. What about humor? Babe Ruth had a great sense of humor, and it was spontaneous. Babe's grandson, Tom Stevens, tells us how this still resonates so many years later. There are still some opportunities for licensing that that come up when people want to use the name and likeness of, of, of the babe. And we were approached by Barclays Bank. What they wanted to do was uh, an expression or a, a, a phrase that has, was attributed to babe back in, uh, in 1931 when he was awarded a contract. He was awarded a two-year contract for $80,000. And sports writers asked him, I said, babe, where do you get off 
getting $80,000, yet that's more than the president. And uh, Babe said, well, I had a better year. Yeah. <laughs> and that was what Barclays Bank, that was their portfolio management branch that wanted to coin, wanted to coin that phrase, you know, invest with us. We had, we had a better year. Oh, and they did, they, and they did that? Yeah, they did. It's uh, proof positive, I think, that uh, Babe's celebrity has, uh, it has transcended baseball. Because these are countries where baseball is not especially popular, yet Babe is, is well known. Absolutely. And it all started with a clever answer to a question. So the guy was funny. And you know what? Sometimes he didn't even need words to be funny. In 1928, Harold Lloyd, a big star of silent films, made the movie Speedy, about a taxi driver who drives like a maniac through the streets of Manhattan. And there's a scene with Babe Ruth. Lloyd picks him up and has to rush him to Yankee Stadium for a game. Like I said, this was a silent film. Well, all the time that Ruth is in the backseat of that cab, he is hilarious. So, when you're dealing with people, humor can be a great connector, but... It has to be used wisely. Now, what about selling? If you want to sell something, you better know who you're selling to and offer them a solution. Babe Ruth did that on his barnstorming tours when he took baseball players to cities and towns that didn't have big league teams of their own. I asked Joe Orlando, who's president of Collectors Universe and a big player in the sports memorabilia industry, this question. Would Babe Ruth have been a good salesman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think no question. I mean, while we do have limited, you know, footage to, to look at, you know, video and so forth, just seeing his character when you when you when you watch some, you, know, you can go to YouTube, for example, and actually see some of those short films he was involved with, you know, look at him, you know, obviously you can read about him, but you can watch him on camera um, in other situations, whether it's a PR event, a signing, that sort of thing. He had such a great personality. So that's why I said, you know, sort of, oh, yeah, at the beginning of my answer. I mean, he had that just magnetism. I mean, he he's the guy that could go into a crowded room and not know a single person there and just be the life of the party. And I think that's who he was even before he became Babe Ruth on the field. Just seeing what I see in, in the videos and, and, and learning about his personality over the years, I think he could have been a great salesman aside from being a, a wonderful baseball player. Yeah. How about performing big time and focusing on the objective, even when surrounded by distractions? In the 1932 World Series in Chicago, Babe Ruth had his famous called shot home run when he was being pestered by the Chicago Cub players and their fans. In the middle of the count, he points to the fence and the point is made. We all know what happened to the next pitch. Out it went and that home run changed the series. Babe's called shot home run is depicted in a huge painting at the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. And in the past year, daily newspapers across North America took out full-page ads showing Babe Ruth pointing to the outfield. The ad said, His finger called the shot. Next up, your prostate. It was an ad encouraging men to have a prostate exam. Two years after the called shot home run, Babe Ruth led the American League All-Stars on a tour of Japan against top Japanese teams. He was 39 and they said he was washed up. But on that tour, he hit 13 homers and 17 games and was the star of the MVP. 
Today in Japan, there are statues and plaques for Babe Ruth stemming from that tour. Here's another lesson from Babe Ruth. Honesty counts. Tell the truth. There was never anything deceiving about it. What you saw was what you got, always. Michael Gibbons, who ran the Babe Ruth Museum in Baltimore, has something to say about that. We know today within the world of sports that uh, there's a lot of put on stuff, you know, just to try and make people like you more or to generate more publicity for yourself or, you know, whatever it is. And I don't think that that was uh, Ruth at all. Babe Ruth was a guy who showed compassion for his fellow human beings. Sure, he was a baseball player and celebrity, but he was also the first celebrity philanthropist who went out of his way for kids, the poor, the downtrodden, you name it. His wife, Claire, once said that he visited more hospitals and orphanages than any man who ever lived. During World War II, he raised war bonds and attached his name to an ad condemning Nazi Germany's treatment of European Jews. In 2010, he was inducted into the World Sports Humanitarian Hall of Fame. You want to know the best story I ever heard about Babe Ruth? It came from Bill Jenkinson. Bill is a baseball scholar and author who's written several books. He tells this great story about his own father, who as a kid in Philadelphia attended Philadelphia athletics games when Babe Ruth would visit with the Yankees. Just listen to this. When Babe was playing then in Shy Park, he played left field and one day my dad was sitting in a low box seat yeah. and Ruth wasn't yeah. coming to bat for the following inning. He Babe just dropped his glove out there, as, as the players used to do. And just instead of going to the dugout, he ran into the stands. And he sat a couple seats away from my dad and ordered hot dogs and sodas for every kid in the section. That's the one time that my dad yeah. uh, directly benefited from his largesse, but he told me yeah. that he personally saw Ruth do that on okay. dozens of occasions. Wow, what a story. This is a guy who not only loved kids, but he loved people and he could empathize with them. He might have been Babe Ruth, but he was one of them, one of the masses, and people could identify with him. Bill Jenkinson delivered the only eulogy ever given for Babe Ruth. There wasn't one at his funeral in 1948, but in 2008, some 2,500 people attended a mass commemorating the 60th anniversary of the Babe's death. It was at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York, the same place where the 1948 funeral was held and Bill Jenkinson gave that eulogy. In it, he said Babe Ruth imbued people with hope. This is what he said. They saw this unlikely man constantly overcoming adversity, despite his humble origins, and they applied his inspiration to the problems in their own lives. Everybody felt a kinship to Babe Ruth. They were one with him. Something else we can learn from the man is that you should enjoy what you do. Show life, show passion. Babe Ruth was famous for this. He did it on the baseball field, he did it in movies, and he did it when he mixed with his fans. Finally, how about trying to be unique? One of a kind. Hey, has there ever been anyone more unique than Babe Ruth? Well, for that one, let's go back to Babe's daughter, Julia Ruth Stevens. When I met with her at her home years ago, I asked her how she felt when he died. Julia was 32 at the time, and remember, he was the only father she ever knew. It was Babe who gave her away when she got married. Julia, who passed away last year at the age of 102, was the last surviving member of the Babe Ruth household. How did she feel when he died? Irreparable. Just uh, 
I knew that he was gone, and there was never, ever going to be anybody like him in any form or fashion, as a, not as a baseball player, not as a father, and not as a human being. It was just one, one Babe Ruth, and there would never, ever be another one. So there you have it. He was Babe Ruth, master marketer. But he was so much more than that. You know, maybe we should all take a lesson from him and pay heed. Then we might be the Babe Ruth of whatever it is we want to be. I'm Jerry Amernick. Thanks for listening. Babe Ruth, master marketer, was produced and edited by Dave Grine of the Acme Podcasting Company. I like spreading the word on what we can learn from Babe Ruth, Master Marketer, and can speak at conferences, trade shows, or for your organization. You can reach me at baberuthlegacy.com or via email, jerry at jerryamernick.com. My book, Babe Ruth, The Superstar's Legacy, and novel, Gift of the Bambino, are both available on Amazon and at baberuthlegacy.com.